When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is the Money Man. That's right, Eddie Money, wishing you and yours a very, very happy holiday and some peace and our time for the New Year. And a Happy New The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. yourself who is singing that well that's cindy that's cindy who that's who from whoville now aren't you glad you asked welcome back to the exxon everyone my name is rob mcconnell and we're coming to you live and around the world on the talk star radio network our toll-free number is one 877 that's toll-free throughout the u.s canada alaska and hawaii at one 877 H two five five. My email address is exone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our two websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Linda Zimmerman. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about ghosts in this hour. Earning a BS in chemistry and a master's in English literature uh, made it Obviously, early made it obvious early on that Lindo had a wide-ranging interest. Huh? You can tell it's Wednesday night, hump week, hump night. Uh, the old eyes start giving out about this time. Uh, after working as a research uh, scientist throughout the 80s, she decided to pursue her real passion, writing. Today, Linda is the author of 18 books, is a popular speaker, and has made numerous appearances on television and radio. 
She has received honors and awards for her books on American history and has lectured at the Smithsonian Institute, West Point, and Gettysburg. Astronomy and the space program are also favorite topics of her books, articles, and lectures. In addition, Linda has appeared at major science fiction conventions for her two novels. Now, for the past 11 years, she has been personally investigating haunted sites and writing about them in Ghost Investigator series, which is now up to seven volumes. She feels the best way to tell a ghost story is to experience it, so she investigates private homes, cemeteries, and famous and historic sites in pursuit of evidence of the paranormal. And Linda Zimmerman, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Linda, have you found proof of the, uh, the uh, paranormal? I have found some very compelling evidence. Um, so I do believe uh, ghosts do exist. How did you get started in all of this? I was writing about local history and giving a series of lectures. And as part of that, I was telling some of the old local colonial and Indian legends. And people just started asking about ghost stories. And I was always interested, and I thought, well, that's a, that would be an interesting thing to do, mm-hmm. to research the ghost stories of the area. And uh, things just took off from there. I was, I was amazed by how many haunted places were in my area. And so word spread that I had this interest, and people just call, started calling me. I really didn't have to do anything uh, to, to get to launch this career. It just took off on its own. What typically classifies something as a haunted house or a haunted location? Is it because the spirits have been seen there, or is it because of the the dogma that is uh, that is attached to some old and decaying buildings? Well, that's where you need to be able to discern. Is it just the the legend? Because every you know, there's. The, the thing I shy away from is the house that everyone knows is haunted. Mm-hmm. And then when you speak to them, well, we don't, we don't really have any proof, but everybody knows it's haunted. You know, there are just some legends that, that arise about a place. Um, I'm more drawn to the ones where there are multiple eyewitnesses over, over a long period of time. And there's something in the history of the house or the property that can be tied into the uh, activity. All right, stand by, Linda. You and I have to take a two-minute break. We will be back with Linda Zimmerman on the other side of this two-minute commercial. If you'd like to join us, maybe you know a haunted location that Linda might be interested in. Give us a call at one 528 8255 Now, that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 528 8255. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Linda Zimmerman as we continue live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. And if you'd like to visit Linda's website, it's www.ghostinvestigator.com. Hi, this is Don Clark, author of Gifts for the Soul. And I would like to extend warm, toasty holiday greetings to all the listeners of the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. As you begin your new year, remember, a better, more peace-filled world begins with each of us. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? Another year over. And you won't just be gone 
Linda Zimmerman is our special guest, and Linda's website is www.ghostinvestigator.com. Linda, where is the most spookiest haunted place that you have ever done an investigation at? I would have to say, inch for inch, it would be a place called the Shanley Hotel, which is in Napanock, New York. It, um, unlike some places that may have one or two predominant spirits. This mm-hmm. is a place where every room has something different and they're all very intense. Wow. Yes. It's, uh, it was a hotel built in the mid-1800s and um, it was empty for a while. It's currently being restored into a bed and breakfast so it's going to be a very interesting I place w- to spend the night. If you actually spend the night there. Right. Uh, They may need to keep an exit door open. Um, (laughs) There's just uh, so much activity on so many different levels. There's there's one room that's particularly unnerving is a hidden room in the basement that uh, the past owner had used for bootlegging, where there's actually documented evidence he was a bootlegger. And people such as myself get a very panicked feeling in there. You know, there was a lot of violence in the bootlegging age, and this definitely seemed to be the enforcement room. Um, Another very uh, uncomfortable location uh, is a brothel that Mm -hmm. was up behind the bar, and women in particular feel very, very disoriented there. It's, It's a very creepy, I think that was your term, creepy yes. feeling. Now, have you ever been attacked by any of these entities, or these spirits, or these ghosts? Uh, fortunately, no. Let me knock on a little wood there. Alrighty. Um, I've, I have felt physically threatened um, at, a, at an asylum up in uh, northern New York State, uh, Rolling Hills, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't a physical attack per se but uh, I felt threatened. The, the closest I ever came was at a restaurant called Smalley's Inn in Carmel, New York, where I was walking into a uh, walk-in freezer, and I suddenly stopped short because someone had a hold of my coat, and I thought it was this frightened journalist who was with me, and I was about to tell her, you know, grow up and let go of me. And I turn around, and it wasn't her. My coat was just sticking out straight, and then it it just dropped. And one of the things that happens there, there seems to be a mischievous uh, little girl there who likes to tug on people's coats and sleeves. So that that was startling. Um, Have you ever seen a ghost? Have you seen an apparition? And if so, what do they look like? I have mostly seen dark figures without features, just dark solid forms that have actually blocked the light. I actually was able to photograph one last year, but the only time I saw what 
I guess we would term a full-body apparition, was in Gettysburg many years ago before I even thought I would be ghost investigating. It was uh, on the wheat field on the anniversary of the battle, and I thought it was a reenactor. So many people in Gettysburg, you know, are in, are in Civil War uniform. But I thought this, con- com- uh, this Confederate actor... I, he, he should have looked grungy, I guess is the term, you know, to be a good reenactor, you should look the part. But this one, the only way I can describe it, he was, he was gleaming. His gun seemed to be shining, everything seemed bright. And I bent down to get something, and when I stood up, he was gone. And my first thought was, oh no, the poor man fell down. Because it was about... Uh, I don't. I, I guess a couple hundred feet away in the middle of this field, and I never saw him stand back up. And my husband and I went running out into the field looking for him because we thought he was hurt, and he was just absolutely nowhere to be found. Isn't that strange? Yes, <laughs> but that's the only time I've seen something that actually looks like a human being. Do they try to communicate with you? Um, in many many ways either with with noises, um, impressions, uh, photographic evidence. No one has spoken to me, per se, but I have occasionally used psychics who do uh, think that they are communicating to them. Do you get any, any psychic impressions yourself when you're on these investigations? Yes, most dramatically... Uh, this past year in a house where there was an older woman who seemed to be very sad and that there were two very active uh, ghosts of spirits. Brought a psychic in. I told her nothing. As soon as we got there, she saw an older woman and two children, which was uh, fairly remarkable. But it didn't answer any questions. But the one thing the psychic kept saying was that she felt this woman regretted never having children of her own. We're getting ready to leave the investigation and call it psychic ability, intuition, whatever. I had the strongest gut feel that we needed to go up into the attic and, and do some searching. This is an old, dusty Victorian house, and I'm crawling around under the <laughs> rafters, and I found a little thin school book, and in the back of this book, this woman had jotted down some diary entries and one of the things she had written was I ain't got no one to call me mom oh, oh I know very sad my, my heart just sinks every time I think of that but from that moment once we read those words out loud the activity stopped and I, I feel that the reason we were drawn back to this location we had investigated before was to find that book and get this woman's sad message out. And I think once once her story was told, that was enough to ease it. So had I just left, that book would still be lying in the dust up there, but something just compelled me to go up there and search. So... Had we found nothing, I would have, you know, you can always say, ah, maybe it was my imagination, but here was a case where we actually found something to tie into a haunting, which then subsequently set whatever it was at peace. 
Has there ever been a time when you're on an investigation and you come across some information that pertains to the ghost but also has major uh, major effect on the family of the ghost? Yes. There was uh, a recent suicide case and we had determined some information and had gotten some psychic knowledge of it and the family on the one hand was very upset but on the other hand they did feel some comfort in the fact that their loved one was okay and and still hanging out in the house uh, where he died but it's, it's very difficult there have been cases where I have I have knowledge of some things that happen, but you can't, you, I can't go back to families. I can't contact them and say, look, this is what we found out about your, your dead daughter. Right. Um, or something like that. So if they contact me, that's fine. I'd be happy to, to speak to them. But there was a case where someone saw a woman in a cemetery who very much matched the description of someone who had just been buried there two days before and how do you talk to a grieving family at that point you you can't you let it go exactly exactly and, uh, and I, ad- I admire your professionalism thank you it, uh, we're, we're dealing with human tragedy past and current exactly and you know, I, I'm not in this to sensationalize anything uh, at anybody else's expense. And I'm glad to hear that. I truly am. Well, are graveyards as haunted as people say they are, or is that just another myth? They certainly seem to be. Um, from my understanding of when I first started doing this, I thought, well, ghosts, they have a best chance of being where they actually died, Mm -hmm. but I've done this over 10 years now, and I could probably list you dozens of cemeteries that have very, very strong activity. So I would, I would have to give a resounding yes. They, they are as haunted as, as people say, and perhaps even more so. Have you ever done an, an investigation at a mortuary or a morgue? I have been in places, hospitals, and asylums that have had morgues, yes. but not not a a standalone morgue. There actually was a local place that had been a funeral home that the people that moved into it didn't realize it was a funeral home until they had all these problems and they found all these uh, jars of body fluid buried in the backyard. Oh. Um, I didn't get to personally investigate that because the current owners didn't didn't want any part of it. But that was that was a place that was so intensely haunted. Uh, the people who lived there just ran out in the middle of the night and basically said, "That's it." Can't blame them. No. <laughs> Linda, no. please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Linda Zimmerman is our special guest. www.ghostinvestigator.com That's www.ghostinvestigator.com 
Com. And Linda and I will be back on the other side of the news with our commercial set as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, South America, the Caribbean, the Pacific Rim, and now in 20 Asian countries on satellite Aglia 2. I'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue talking about ghosts right here in the Exxon on Talk. Hi, this is Don Clark, author of Gifts for the Soul, and I would like to extend warm, toasty holiday greetings to all the listeners of the Exxon with Rob McConnell. As you begin your new year, remember a better, more peace-filled world begins with each of us. Hi, this is Bill Federer. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. From AmericanMinute.com, wishing Rob McConnell and all the members of the X-Zone Nation a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Linda Zimmerman is our special guest. Her website is www.ghostinvestigator.com. Linda, thanks very much for joining us tonight. And I have to ask you, what is the best evidence you have ever collected? I think the photograph I had mentioned previously of the dark figure, Mm -hmm. I was uh, in a house that that was one of the things they were seeing, and a lot of bad things, very very negative haunting. Um, And... I was sitting in a living room where there were some sheer curtains, and I saw something moving from right to left, uh, solid enough to block the light, and I uh, snapped a few infrared photos, and when I got home and enlarged them, I saw this very dark, solid human shape uh, in the middle of the curtain, near the curtains on the other side of the room, and I have absolutely no explanation as to 
you know, what, what that could have been. There wasn't a coat rack there or a hanging plant or, or anything like that. So that's, in all my years, that's the strongest piece of evidence I've been able to gather. Have you ever come across a, a haunting that has ectoplasm in it? I have never seen it. And it's amazing how many people show me their ectoplasm photos and turn out to be smokers. Ah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, photographing their own cigarette smoke, something like that. So I have never, never had a chance to photograph it, no. Uh, how about orbs? What do you think orbs are? I think about 99% of them are dust mm -hmm. that are reflecting in the flash. I, when I first started, I was, I admit, I was on the orb kick as well until I saw, uh, I think it was Fuji, Fujifilm had an explanation for it and, you know, light, ref the flash reflecting off dust particles near the lens and that made a lot of sense and I was actually able to recreate it by shaking a little dust in the air and then taking a flash photo. So once you can start creating your own orbs, um, that was when I realized it wasn't anything paranormal. When you go to, a, a, let's say, a home to do an investigation, how do you proceed? I have several step process because I, I obviously have a lot of cases uh, I could potentially investigate. So I start out with a few phone calls, talking to eyewitnesses, trying to do as much groundwork as I can over the phone, uh, researching the history of the place when, when possible, mm -hmm. and when I feel confident that there's legitimately something paranormal going on, I will then go to the, the location to set up equipment, see the place for myself, and I could go once, I some places I could go five times, um, so it's, it's a process that... Uh, as it, I go through it dictates how much farther down the line I go with it. What kind of equipment do you use? I use infrared cameras, EMF meters, um, motion detectors. I guess the, the standard fare for, yeah. for a ghost investigator. I'd love to get my hands on one of those thermal imaging cameras, but they're, they're still a bit pricey. Yeah, they certainly are. Um, so... When you go into the house, you set up your equipment, you've done your, you've done your groundwork, you start the investigation, and what happens when you actually find something? How do you, how do you take care of it? Do you, do you send them towards the light, or do you just validate what the occupants are saying? I'm there to, to validate when I can. I don't do any exorcisms mm -hmm. or ceremonies, but what I found was in about a third of my cases, just by validating it, getting the story behind the haunting, you know, mm -hmm. the, the life story of the people in, involved, it has ended the haunting. It has ended the activity, as in that case when, when we found those, those diary entries. And that was something I had not anticipated, but when people started calling me months later and said, you know, what, what did you do when you were here? Uh, the activity stopped after that. Um, I, I was surprised, but in some cases, having, letting them get their message out and talking about it, telling people about it, uh, 
seems to have been enough. In other cases, I will recommend people contacting a psychic or their clergy or just compassionately speaking to whatever it is and saying, you know, you should move on or at least please don't, uh, you know, scare me or my kids. Uh, I'm, I'm never in favor of the um, drive-you-out type of thing. Um, I don't think acting aggressively is, is, the, Solution? is the right method to take. Have you ever done an investigation that, in, that includes a poltergeist? I have been in places where there seems to have been some kind of pol- poltergeist activity, um, not that I have witnessed to, to any degree. And when they seem to be getting really bad, I, I had one woman who called, and it, I mean, it, it sounded like something right out of Exorcist, and I said, you know what? Call your local priest. This, um, I'm not into the whole demonology or, or whatever you call it. So, um, but I, you know, I have seen objects move and everything, but not, not what we would consider the real classic violent poltergeist activity. With all the television shows that are now uh, available on local channels, how is this affecting the work of credible researchers like yourself? It's been a mixed blessing. Um, obviously, it's raising awareness, so a lot more people are open to it. On the other hand, it seems nowadays anybody who has uh, T-shirts printed up and gives themselves yeah. titles um, declare themselves ghost hunters. And I know of some people who have had some very bad experiences with them. A lot of... Yeah, it, you, sh- you need to take this very seriously, and if you're going into some, someone's letting you in their home, you need to act in a professional, responsible manner. And some people, unfortunately, they see this as almost a social occasion. Um, you know, it's something cool to do. And so it's unfortunate, but on the other hand, a lot of people are doing some good, serious work and in an environment that's much more open to this kind of thing now. Yeah, there there are several groups out there that I equate to the old um, CB clubs of the uh, early, late 60s, early 70s, where you'd get all these guys hanging around shopping centers or in front of donut uh, shops with their in their cars with their CBs. And the part I could never understand, the people that they were talking to were two cars over. <laughs> so just get out, go over to the car and talk to them, you know, like... That's great. That's a great analogy. I will. <laughs> I might use that. Please feel free. Please feel free. And um, I, I also think that a lot of disservice is being done to all aspects of the of the paranormal community, ufology, Bigfoot, whatever, is by a lot of the false information that people are taking for for gospel on the internet. Yes. Uh, again, the internet uh, double-edged sword. There, mm-hmm. you can more easily disseminate truth or evidence, but trying to, you know, gauge how honest these people are being—it's—it's it's very difficult. And there was there was some research I was trying to do, and you'll find 23 websites that will have the same story, but not one that has any hard evidence yep. to back it up. That seems to be the um, the the mystery of the entire 
scenario, whether it's, once again, in parapsychology or the, or the paranormal, you, you know, where's the evidence to support the claims that are being made by these people? Right, right. It's, Just, it's very difficult. Movies like uh, like um, Ghostbusters, all right, we knew that was a spoof. You know, right. Dan Aykroyd and uh, and uh, the rest of them. That was that was a that was a spoof movie. But when it comes to movies like uh, Ghost, with Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg, how how close to reality is this movie? Um, if you remove the the Hollywood aspects, um, I think it it is close. Um, as I recall, he was he was murdered. Yes, and he was trying to get a message back to his wife or make that contact back contact back to his wife mm-hmm. and we you know we see that a lot uh, victims of some sort of tragedy uh, stuck in a certain area because there are things they died with unresolved issues so in that respect I think that's fairly accurate one of our listeners would like to know your opinion or how you feel about Ouija boards um, I was just asked this recently, and I I don't think that they are inherently, you know, tools of the devil. I think it's the intent of the user. Right. It's, do you use a Ouija board to invite everything into your house, or do you use it, um, you know, to maybe try to get a name or a date or something like that? It's It's how you approach it. I've had... I had a recent case where uh, people, oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, we started using this Ouija board, and suddenly, you know, all hell broke yeah. loose. Well, Literally. Well, you know, they asked for it. Seek and you shall find. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, how many people go out with you on an investigation? I like to work alone or with... Um, Sometimes my husband comes, but mostly I will work with a friend of mine, Mike Warden, who is an actual police detective. Um, very good at what he does because he's trained to investigate, yes. and he you know, uses those techniques in an investigation. I definitely shy away from these groups of 10, 12, 15 people. You're looking for you know, EVPs or whatever it is, how can you trust any of the evidence? My my philosophy of ghost hunting is stand still and be quiet. And the less people you have interfering with that, the better. EVPs. Uh, have you caught some, uh, recorded some good EVPs? There's only one EVP. I don't get a lot of EVPs. I don't know why. Um, but I have caught one that I, I didn't hear at the time. I only heard later on my tape, and it mm-hmm. was actually the sound of a woman or, or a child whispering, there she is. And I, I do have that up on my website. And that was that was startling. That took me by surprise when I... I carry around a recorder right. just so when I go to write these stories, I remember what happened in what order and... Um, and when I was playing it back, there was this voice that uh, I had no explanation for. Uh, there was a case where uh, we were in a double hatchet murder site in New Jersey, 
uh, on the anniversary of the murders, which occurred 150 years earlier, and we heard very clearly what sounded like a dying breath, almost like fluid in the lungs. Right, right. That death rattle. Death, yes. That's the term. Thank you. You're welcome. And we did record it on one of the camcorders. It came across as like this whistling, raspy sound. Uh, not as clearly as we heard it, but it wasn't our imagination. There there it was on the tape. But as for, you know, a lot of people send me EVP. They say, oh, you have to hear this great EVP. And a lot of them I say, you know, I hear static. I don't. You know, or I hear a dog barking in the distance or someone driving by mm-hmm. in a car. I I think EVPs are the most overrated type of evidence at this point. Yeah, as, w- as well as people who don't know how to take proper pictures. And this is where we're getting a lot of orbs from. Right, right. So orbs and EVPs right now... Um, Uh, A lot of people get upset with me when they send me what they think is the greatest evidence in the world, and I have to say, look, you know, I wasn't there, but this is my explanation for it. Um, People want to believe so much. They don't don't want to know that that was their thumb in front of the lens. Well, I guess everybody is is looking for that that all-important piece of evidence that no one can say, nah, it's your imagination, or, you know, that that they want to believe, like you said, so bad. Is it possible that they are, in their own mind, creating the scenario that they would like to discover or like to have happen? Yes, yes. Psychosomatic, yeah. Linda, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back after this commercial set right here on the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. Linda Zimmerman is our very special guest www.ghostinvestigator.com That's www.ghostinvestigator.com And when I come back, we'll take a look at tonight and uh, I'll tell you who's on the show with us tomorrow night. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 Linda Zimmerman and I will be back on the other side as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight, Dr. Richard Gracer, Henry May, Brad Olson, and Linda Zimmerman, who's on with us now talking about ghosts. On tomorrow night's show, we have Dr. Jason Rand, Michael Lockman, Henry Stevens, and Cal Korf. And on Friday, we have John Walshens. Tyra Green is going to be joining us to do tarot card readings. Elizabeth Joyce will be joining us to do psychic readings. And David Oakford. First of all, Linda, I want to again thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And um, I have another question from one of our listeners, if I can just find it. Oh, do you find it difficult when you're on an investigation of a ghost and it includes children? 
yes, it's it's always very sad because, you know, here's cases where just a few years old sometimes to, you know, to know that their lives were cut short and they're still in this position locked into this location. Um, they can be very energetic and seem to be very happy, though, but, you know, the reality of it is they, they're... I, I think they should be in a better place. Yeah. Wow, geez. Um, so many so many things to talk about when it comes to ghosts. Um, has there ever been one investigation that you've worked on that has just made you totally feel satisfied inside and, and happy that, that you did this investigation and you, you've got some answers? There was a case where an old a man who was uh, in his 80s had lost his wife of they had been married about 60 years and it was a nice haunting in the case I, I would maybe I wouldn't even call it a haunting it was just all these very lovely reminders that she was still with him and that was a case that you walked in and there was no fear and even though things were happening mm-hmm. you had this sense of, of love and that was that was very satisfying. Um, in fact, the, he and I became very very good friends. I was always kidding that if he was fifty years younger, I would have I would have married him. <laughs> but it, that was a very nice case where it's not only hate and all the negative things that carry over after death. That that love is very strong, and it has a way of coming back and proving to loved ones that they're not alone. Linda, we have to say so long for now, but I'd love for you to uh, come back in the future. And also, could you let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and your books? Well, they can reach me through ghostinvestigator.com. They can email me, send me uh, ghost story submissions, check out my books, uh, or just say hi. And and thank you very much. This uh, I really enjoyed the show tonight. Nice talking to you, Linda. Thank you very much, and uh, keep on hunting, researching. Thank you. Bye-bye now. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Exxon Nation, I'd like to thank you guys very much uh, for letting us be part of your day or night, no matter where you are on this great big planet of ours. To my producer at uh, Master Control in White Springs, Florida, the one and only Superman, the Spandex Kid. Hey, Superman. Nice working with you, buddy. And uh, also from our friends at uh, Premier Psychics. They've asked us to say so long to you tonight. And if you'd like to find out more about Premier Psychics, www.premierpsychics.com or call them toll-free at 1-866-803-6593. To my wife and senior producer, Laura Rogers, thank you, honey, Keith, um, Friedman at Consolidated Streaming, and so many others, my staff, and of course, all the great affiliates that we have carrying the Exxon Radio Show. You guys are the best. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10. So until then, take care of each other, and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.